Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, quick cold opening. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Before we get to it, first of all, I want to thank all the people who came out to Oxnard Levity Live. There were so many I Am Rapport Stereo podcast fans. I got to be honest, I was I was surprised and overwhelmed by the amount of people that came out uh, to see me do stand-up in Oxnard. Uh, shout out to all the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast fans that, that made it out there. I got to say hello, meet and greet with a bunch of you. I didn't get to do it to everybody, um, but it was really... To be honest, it was it was it was overwhelming. I I really appreciate it. Um, so that was dope. Um, it's fucked up because when we got off the stage, got in the car, and got home, and, and came back to uh, Los Angeles area, like everybody else, I heard about this terrible <clears throat> incident that took place in mosques in New Zealand, and forty nine people were shot dead. Um, others injured by a true blue sick fuck. Not not the type of person that makes it to the sick fuck of the week. Like a really sick, sick, sick fuck. Um, live streamed him murdering people while they're praying in a mosque. Um, and put out this whole manifesto. Uh, about white supremacy and Donald Trump and supporting that. And as you know, I talk a lot of shit about Trump and um, I don't agree with uh, most of all of uh, Trump and, and all that. But you can't blame this incident on Donald Trump. You can't blame this on Republicans. Uh, you can only blame this on the no good deviant, devil, bottom, burnt tar piece of shit that did this to go into a mosque uh, while, while people are praying and, and, and getting their heads right and, and looking for whatever they're looking for uh, while they're praying. 
The only person that is responsible for this is the fucking guy who did it. Um, and the fact that he live streamed it and that there's footage of this, I really hope it doesn't inspire more people to do terrible things like this. I refuse to look at any of the footage. I don't don't say his name, don't anything, don't don't acknowledge it, don't share the footage, don't listen. I, it's so disgusting and so sad and so scary um, that people could have their lives taken away um, in such a drastic way so quickly. So many people gone because of a sick fuck. Um, and it just, you know, usually we don't start the podcast off like this, but I just wanted to say that me personally, I don't and can't blame anybody. Can't blame anyone uh, Dick Stain, Donald Trump, uh, uh, no one. The only person that is to blame and responsible for this is the person who did it. Um, and just a sad, devastating thing to hear about um, after such a great night um, out in Oxnard. Um, so I just wanted to just just acknowledge that. And, and my thoughts and prayers go out to all the people, uh, lives that have been lost and the families that have been just Ruined forever because it's one sick fuck. Um, that being said, Michael Rapport, getting into this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Let's go. All right. All right. My name is Michael Rapport. You are now listening to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. On today's podcast, victory celebration, victory walk. The Mike Tyson podcast has been heard around the world, and we are celebrating the greatness. Felicity Huffman and the college scam heard all around the world. Holy fucking shit. Pay for play to get these little shits in college. Plus, it's Sean Price's birthday this weekend, and so much more on a banging brand new big body I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up next. Miles Jordan, let me get something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, something real funky. Let's go. All right. Brand new I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo. A.K.A. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. A.K.A. the Great Disruptor. And you are now listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. What a week it has been. It never... When you get to Friday, it never disappoints. You're just always like... I, I don't know if it was always like that. It has certainly been like that this year. Every single time we get to Friday, I'm like... Oh, it, like I check like all, all my body uh, parts to make sure I didn't lose a limb, uh, you know, uh, give myself a heartbeat uh, rate check, make sure my pulse is, is still in order because every single time we get here, it's just like, how the fuck did we make it? What the fuck just happened? I mean, the, the week uh, uh, that it's been, it's just been nuts. Um, we're going to get into all of it. Um, first of all, like I said, I want to thank everybody for uh, a great, stupendous response on the Mike Tyson I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Now, I did say, I did promise greatness, and I feel like we uh, over, we over exceeded even our wildest expectations, um, but... We knew it was going to be good. Um, I, I was hyped about it. And we've heard from so many people, a lot of people we've heard from in the past, some people I've never heard from before. We were smashing uh, all across the podcast charts, uh, uh, making uh, news, headline news. It's Mike, Mike Tyson. It's him. I mean, I was just the uh, facilitator. Uh, uh, but Mike is just so so honest and so genuine and so just so raw. Uh, and I, I'm such a fan of his for so long um, that I just teed him up. And I know that he's in a good place um, and he's a work in progress. Um, and I just, 
I'm so happy that people enjoyed the the Mike Tyson I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. We do it uh, raw dog without a bag. We don't we don't cheat the system. Um, we learned about a a system uh, in podcasting. There's there's a way that a bunch of po- yo I'm telling you, mark my words, the rug will get pulled out. Okay, and it's going to be a bunch of people, and it's not just going to be podcasters. It's going to be uh, sports sites, and it's going to be fraud. It's going to come back as fraud against podcasts and online. It won't be so much as followers. It's going to go deeper than that because essentially the way it's going to be fraud is um, we learned about something this week called click farms. Okay, they're called click farms. Um, and it's very indicative of the college scandal and the fire festival and all this desperation to be on the top, this wolf of Wall Street social network, Napster, I'm the best, I created it, uh, uh, no one can touch me, facade. Most of it is all is a fucking facade. But it turns out that there is a, there are click farms, okay? And that's where you go, uh, there's these places that you pay, these companies that you pay. And the technology is very basic. But basically, like, let's say you, you have a, a website. Uh, and let's say you have a podcast. It's called, a, I don't know, fucking Do or Die Podcast. Let's just throw that out there. I don't even know if there's a podcast called Do or Die Podcast. It's just the Do or Die Podcast. Um, and you want to be number one. And you, you want to get, uh, you know, people to come on your podcast and help you uh, as advertise it, sell advertising so you can make money. And you want to sell belt buckles and all the bullshit uh, that you could sell on butters and, uh, you know, all sorts of great things and weird things that, you know, people sell on different podcasts. Um, so you go to these these click farms and you hire them for a certain amount of money and you pay like X amount of dollars for them to fake clicks, you know, uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, or like, 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 and it'll give the the advertisers and the world the impression that instead of maybe 50 people that are listening to your bullshit do or die podcast, uh, 5,000 people are listening to your bullshit do or die podcast. And then that 5,000 people uh, will pay for uh, click farms uh, the next week. And then that 5,000 people will go to 7,500 people. Uh, and then that 7,500 people uh, will be doubled down. And then that 7,500 people could go to 11,000 people and so forth and so on. And this is a fucking underworld scam. That is going on throughout the online community, okay? With podcasts, with websites. Uh, again, it's not as um, not as basic as getting likes uh, on Instagram or followers on Instagram, but it's the same thing. But the reason why it's fraud is because let's say you're you're giving the impression to advertisers that you have. Let's just throw it out there: fifty thousand people listening to every single podcast. Well, the advertiser goes, "Wow, they have they have a big uh, they have a big fan base. Let's pay them X amount of dollars uh, to advertise our beer or uh, uh, this hamburger or or something really good or tires or something like that." Uh, and then they sign up to do uh, three months. And then they see there's really no activity. Nobody's buying your tires or your beers or your hamburgers because these 50,000 people are fake. You see? And then that's called fraud. And this is going to wind up being a big, big problem. The rug is going to get pulled out on a bunch of motherfuckers who have been faking jacks in the podcast and online media world. Mark my fucking words, it's called click farms, okay? We at the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, we ain't about that click farm life. No, no, we're, we've been grinding since day one, talking shit like our life depended on it since day one. Blood, sweat, and tears since day one. We're not fucking with those click farms, but mark my fucking words, there is a lot of people out here faking jacks, fucking with those click farms. And when the shit hits the fan, you know what I'm going to be doing? My patented I am Rappaport, Michael Rappaport, gringo man, dingo laugh that goes a little something like this. <laughs> you fuck you. So, so yeah, these, these click farms... 
and Fire Festival and all these things that have come out in the last few months are all indicative of this college scam situation that uh, broke uh, uh, a couple of days ago uh, with, of course, Felicity Huffman and uh, the actress from Full House. Uh, what is her fucking name? Laura Hofflin. Laura Laughlin. Sorry. Um, who is also a big star on Hallmark. She does all the Hallmark uh, Hallmark Channel TV uh, movies. Uh, they dropped her already like a bad habit, which I think is kind of fucked up. I think it's kind of fucked up because, um, you know, Juicy Jesse Somley, uh, it took took them two weeks to just say he's not going to be in the rest of the season of Empire because uh, they were real careful about that because it was even more sensitive than this because you have a black guy who's accusing uh, people of uh, a racial attack and a homophobic attack and way more. Laura Laughlin, uh, uh, just just a couple of hours at a getting out of prison, uh, she had to turn herself over. Um, Laura Laughlin, the star of Full House and, and all these Hallmark Channel uh, uh, movies, she, they, Hallmark said, bye-bye. They shut her down. Now, with all intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, her and Felicity Huffman and all these other people uh, that have been all over the news the last few days are most likely guilty of something, okay? We don't know what, and the story's getting wilder and wilder, and there's supposed to be like 50 more names uh, that are coming out. And basically, now I know everybody's heard about it, but basically uh, what it was, it was coming from a few different angles. Some of it was straight up bribery. Uh, my kid's a, a, a dumb fuck. Uh, my kid is not particularly smart. My kid is very lazy. My kid has underachieved because my kid goes to private schools. Yet, with all the tutoring, with all the help, with all the private schooling, my dumb, lazy, probably weed-smoking kid can't get into one of these hot shot big swinging dick colleges. So Felicity Huffman, who's married to William H. Macy, we all know who William H. Macy is, the, the very uh, talented Academy Award winning actor who, of course, was in uh, Fargo. He's on Shameless. William H. Macy, the redheaded dude, you know who he is. That's Felicity Huffman's husband. Now, his name uh, has been thrown around in it, in it because Felicity Huffman, she, uh, she also went to prison this week, uh, jail, went to jail, um, and then, you know, got out on bail. And they put these motherfuckers up on million-dollar bail. This is fucking crazy. You know, you could catch a gun charge and not get a million-dollar uh, bond or bail. Uh, but this is white, white, white-collar crime to the fullest. It's federal shit and all that stuff. And because it's so high-profile, they're not fucking around. Mm. But basically, a bunch of rich parents with with little fucking kids who who are lazy, and despite the fact that they have tutoring and go to all the best schools, they can't get into colleges. Um, the colleges that have been named, you know, USC, uh, um, that was one of the big schools, Georgetown, Yale, uh, UCLA, Wake Forest. I mean, it's it's all Stanford, big fucking schools, Texas, like the big. Big swinging dicks schools, and and the most basic way is, hey, uh, uh my my daughter, um, asshole, uh, number one, she can't get into the school, and I know the the fee the, the to get in the tuition is like seventy five thousand dollars. How about we give you five hundred thousand uh, dollars, and you take my dumbass uh, two kids into into your college? That that was the, the the straight up way where they just simply are giving money to the school. The other thing that has been going on um, is having people take the ACT and SAT exam in exchange for money. Um, and it's crazy because I had the rights to a story that I saw on 60 Minutes probably like five or six years ago. This kid named Sam Eshigoff. Look this guy up. He's from Long Island. This was all over the news. And I saw it on 60 Minutes. And um, at one point, I had Brian Grazer's company. Uh, we were going to do a movie about it because it was just like, this is a movie. Very Wolf of Wall Street-esque. Uh, very social network-esque. But this kid, Sam Eshikoff, who was kind of a fuck-up, but really, really, really smart from uh, Long Island, 
he and a couple of other people were paying, were being paid by friends and parents um, to take the SAT uh, for other kids. Um, and he took it about 15 times for other kids. Uh, the first time he did it, he did it for his best friend. Then he did it for his girlfriend. Uh, her, how did he do it for his girlfriend? His girlfriend had a, um, her, her name was like uh, um, Gray or something like that. Like she had an androgynous name. Um, and then he wound up, you know, getting, accepting money from people's parents. And Long Island, parts of it are still very affluent. Um, and then he was doing it for people in Manhattan. It was a crazy story. And I wanted to turn it into a movie. We were just able, never able to get the, the, the script, you know, correct and never get it up to par and live up to the real story. Because, you know, a lot of times people go, I got a great story. I got a great story. And, and, and they might have a great story. Uh, but it's hard to sometimes turn a great story into a great screenplay, which will inevitably and hopefully... Because you never know. You never know. You could have a great a real-life story uh, that'll turn into a great uh, screenplay, and you could still not have a great movie. Making a great movie, it ain't easy. So many different things have to come in- into play, uh, uh, including the acting, the directing, the editing. It just You never fucking know. We were ever, never able to get the screenplay greenlit to make the film, but it's still a great story. Nonetheless, this guy, William Singer who's the real uh, uh, skinny-looking, gray-haired guy who's been all over the news this week, had a for-profit college counseling and preparatory business in Newport Beach, California. Newport Beach is actually where Mike Tyson uh, uh, lives now. Uh, He has nothing to do with this, Um, but Newport Beach has come up a lot. Um, But these parents would pay dollars $10,000, $15,000, to have the ACT or SAT or both tests taken in their kid's name. They would pay the people at the testing place to turn their head, and then their kids would get good scores, uh, which is, of course, the simplest way. There were also parents, and this guy, William Singer, who this fucking guy is going to jail for sure because he's he's all tied up into this thing. They were also... um, paying uh, this guy and his company to pay bribes to college coaches. Now, it wasn't football teams and basketball teams. It would be the other sports like water polo and rowing and tennis teams and shit that you could get away with, shit at other schools that it's important, but it's not as important as like a basketball team, football team, or even a baseball team. So the college coaches would uh, designate students as recruits for the competitive college athletic teams, regardless if some of these fucking kids even played sports. So, so they would send in applications of, uh, let's say, you know, the kid's name is Tommy, uh, 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 playing football, and he's a punter and he's on the rowing team, but they were, they were photoshopping it like Mr. Morris. Like, Mr. Morris might be in on this scheme. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Minister of Defense and uh, uh, most uh, coveted meme creator, he could be indicted in this fucking thing. Did, did, did you make any, any photoshops for this, Morris? Who knows? Because the list is getting bigger and bigger and bigger by the hour. By the hour. And this is so so um, such a hot-button topic this week because it, it deals with uh, privilege, uh, obviously, white privilege um, um, and just the lengths that we as parents and I have kids, um, you know, will go to to try to uh, fake it until we make it. You know, everybody wants their kids to do well. You know, everybody wants their kids to have opportunities. But if you're paying, you know, one point three million dollars uh, and $500,000 and $350,000. These are the different numbers that have been thrown around by, by different parents. 1.2 by another parent. 400000 uh, uh by another parent. To get your kid into a college that they can't get into on their own. We have an issue. Listen, not everybody is that fucking dude. And that's the whole fire Festival connection with this whole thing. Motherfuckers have watched too much television. Motherfuckers are, are, are hopped up on that wolf of Wall Street. They want that instant success. And if the parents are successful, they don't want their kids to be loser little shits. Well, I, I got to tell you something. Uh, what made the parents successful, the actors, the successful people, the businessmen, isn't going to necessarily, and most of the time, 
or I should say some of the time, because I'm not fact-checking or stat-checking, it isn't going to translate to the kids because whatever drove that successful parent doesn't usually exist in a kid that grew up on Fifth Avenue or in Beverly Hills or in Bel Air or Brentwood. And if your father or your mother's a famous actress, you're not going to have the drive. You know, you usually don't see, like, Serena Williams' kids is not going to wind up being a great tennis player, Serena Williams. You know, you see some of these kids uh, who wind up being in the NBA, Gary Payton Jr. and LeBron James Jr., and I wish all of them luck, but, but it's never as good. You know, Michael Jordan had a son who played college basketball. He wasn't as good as his father. And we as parents, listen, the, I'm surprised this hasn't, uh, the roof hasn't fallen in on this in high schools because my kids, when it was time to get them into the private schools in Los Angeles, the frenzy and the chaos and the stress that all the parents, including me and my kids, were going through to get to this high school and that high school, it's insane. And, oh, I'm going to call this administrator. And I know this parent. He's on the P, uh, the, the, the parent-teachers thing. And I worked with him. And it's fucking crazy. And when it gets to college, it's even more. But I got to say this to these parents. Yo, at a certain point, you got to accept and you got to tell your kid they ain't shit. They ain't never going to be shit. Okay? And buying their way into school is just, is just um, slowing down the inevitable where they need to either sink or fucking swim on their own. If your kid ain't shit and your kid ain't working hard and your kid is totally privileged and had everything handed to them, that shit is going to catch up to them uh, before college or four years after college. You, you can't buy success for your kids unless you're like super duper duper elite like Dick Stain Donald Trump. Dick Stain Donald Trump, his son, those goofy motherfuckers, Eric and Dick Stain Donald Trump Jr., you could just read it on their face that they ain't shit. Listen, Bush's son, I mean, but these are, we're talking about billionaires. But Joe Schmo actor and this person and I'm paying a hundred, yo, it's going to catch up with you inevitably. Your son ain't on the rowing team. Your daughter ain't on the tennis team. She never even played tennis in her life. So many people have gotten fired. They got coaches from schools that have gotten fired so far. They got deans of schools. The former head of the soccer team at Yale got fired. The UCLA head coach of the men's soccer team. Bye-bye, asshole. USC is a shithole. If you don't remember, we, we, we discussed that the, the dean of the medical school uh, about a year and a half ago, this creep cocksucker, the dean of the medical school got fired and arrested because he was doing meth on campus in his office with hookers and other students. Look it up. I mean, this whole college thing, listen, I, I can't speak on it because I'm an actor and I didn't go to college and, and I got lucky. I got lucky. And I still get lucky and I still bust my fucking ass and work my fucking ass off. You know, I, I, I really think that people are just misleading their kids by trying to, you know, buy them into... Uh, uh, success. The shit don't work. It's going to catch up with you sooner or later. Uh, the University of San Diego, they're involved. Paid $100,000 to this one and $10,000 to a coach to fake an applicant. They're getting, they're trying to pay coaches. They were paying coaches to give them fake scholarships. And now you got uh, different kids. Everybody's trying to get a come up. Now you got kids that uh, apply to some of these schools like Texas, UCLA, University of San Diego, and USC uh, that didn't get in. Now these fucks are trying to sue the schools. You didn't get in. It probably didn't have to do with Felicity Huffman's kid or not. But if you didn't get into Wake Forest or UCLA or USC, you ain't suing nobody. You should have went to a different school. Everybody's trying to get a come up. This is that Instagram social media world. Everybody's looking at the Kardashians and their fake rubber asses and DJ Khalid and his fucking, his water skis and his jet skis and his chef and his watches and his rings and everybody wants that. Yo, that life is not for everybody. And that life is not all that it's meant out to be. So, so this whole college, Felicity Huffman, Laura Lofman, uh, uh, homeboy, uh, the main dude, William Singer, and the Edge College Career Network, 
this shit is going to continue to be uh, uh, talked about because they haven't gotten to the bottom of it. They haven't even gotten to the the, the middle of it yet. Um, and it's it, people are are dropping like flies left and right. And I really think it's it's probably been going on in in a lesser form for longer than uh, than we know. Uh, but there's like a track record, and and the FBI is involved, and there's a federal investigation. This is a fucking mess here. I am Rappaport Podcast. Uh, what else is going on? NBA. So my guy Amari Stoudemire, former Phoenix Sun, former New York Nick, um, current goon. Uh, uh, he played in the Big Three last year. He he still got it. Uh, you know, his career was was definitely uh, um, cut shorter than it should have been with 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 his greatness. Like he, he played for a long time, but after that that terrible knee injury he had in Phoenix, he was never as explosive. But when Amari Stoudemire was rocking and cooking uh, and, and dunking on people's head uh, when he first came into the league, and I believe he came into the league when he was 19, he was a fucking savage with it. He was mean. He 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 was quick. He 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 was a quick jumper, and he had big fucking hands, and he would grapefruit uh, a dunk on your fucking neck. Um, and I've always liked him as a player. Got to know him a little bit uh, uh, as a, as a guy uh, last summer with the big three. Uh, um, and he's a good dude, and he's you know he's evolved, you know, and he, he's into art, and he's, he's just like a cool dude who who, who has has grown up. You know, he's grown up and, you know, he came up rough uh, in Florida. He had a rough upbringing. And I know when he first moved to New York to play for the Knicks, it seemed like a joke. You know, he had talked about uh, uh, hearing at one point that his mother was Jewish. And it was kind of like taken lightly. Um, but he's since that time, far as I know publicly, you know, he has really uh, uh, taken it serious uh, about uh, what kind of uh, – if, if he, in fact, uh, was a Jew – uh, and all that he spent a lot of time is in Israel. He played basketball in Israel. He uh, uh, studied Judaism, and uh, you know he's really sincere and serious about this. Um, and and I wanted to say, Amari Stoudemire uh, uh, is now a dual citizen uh, with the United States and Israel. Um, you know he was bar mitzvah. He he's really you know about that Jewish life. Unfortunately, he's not playing. Uh, uh, basketball uh, in the NBA. Otherwise, he would, I would have to say, have to put him in top five Jews of all time. Uh, uh, but the fact that Amari Stoudemire is so about that Judaism and takes it so seriously, uh, uh, more serious uh, than I, I could say I, I have, um, and, and understanding what it means to be uh, a Jew and just the, 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 the whole history and the faith uh, and and understanding Israel and Jerusalem, and he's just really into it, and he, he supports it, and he and he studies it. Um, and Amari Stoudemire is now a dual citizen of the United States and Israel, so I want to shout him out. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Jeannie Buss. You know, you never really know, and and it's unclear uh, who's doing what and who who's the fucking the fucking big dog. Uh, uh, but Jeannie Buss, uh, daughter of uh, Jerry Buss, who was the owner of the Lakers, uh, and, and then the brother, her brother, was running the Lakers, and then Jeannie Buss was dating Phil Jackson for a long time, years, and of course, she, she's the, the owner of the Lakers now. Um, she's really the one who inevitably, I think, is is the big dick swinging in the Laker organization. It, it came out through some emails, um, and it's been fact-checked uh, uh, very thoroughly, that Jeannie Buss was so pissed off with Rich Paul. Rich Paul is the agent of the Clutch Sports. Rich Paul is one of LeBron James' best friends. Um, he runs that agency that represents uh, Anthony Davis. She was so fucking pissed off by the whole Anthony Davis, Rich Paul, and the leaking of the news and how it was handled by the Lakers that apparently in the last six weeks, she was ready to trade LeBron James during the season. Now, I don't see that ever happening, but the fact, you know, she's seen it all. 
She's dealt with Magic, Kobe, Shaq, and of course, everybody wants to have LeBron uh, on their team. Of course, uh, uh, she probably didn't want to trade LeBron, but she was so disgusted by the way him and his crew tried to tried to run a coup on the Lakers. Like, yo, we're, we represent uh, uh, Anthony Davis. We're going to say he's going to be traded, and we're going to start making leaks and the Wojciechowski of it all. And 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 fuck these 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 guys. These insider guys, these Wojciechowski guys with their leaks, their whole life, their whole life's blood is leaks. And when you got guys like Rich Paul and you got guys like LeBron James trying to do whatever they think they need to do to get Anthony Davis traded to their team because that's what they want, this is what happens. And this is what the Knicks have been dealing with for years, leaking fucks. You know, whether it's a PR guy, whether it's somebody in the training staff, whether it's a secretary. And there's so many people behind the scenes in a basketball team. It's a business. You know, you have all sorts of different coaches, assistants, uh, coach press people, press people for the players. I mean, there's like different facets of different teams. You know, they're, they're businesses. And I know the Knicks uh, have gone out of their way to try to get rid of the fucking leakers. You know, so you can make a trade like the way they made the Porzingis trade quietly. And the only time Wojciechowski and the rest of the world finds out about it is when it's announced and it's official. As much as uh, I was frustrated by the Porzingis trade, that's the way trades are supposed to be made. Not coups by Anthony Davis announcing, I want to be traded. And then the fucking rest of the league is just supposed to, you know, run and get their, their, their blankets and their baba and their fucking pacifiers so Anthony Davis and Rich Paul and LeBron James can be satisfied. Here's your blanket. Here's your baba. Okay, we're going to trade you. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. And Jeannie Buss, who, who knows Phil Jackson, that was her fucking man. And, and she grew up in this business of basketball. And her father was one of the, the toughest, uh, savviest owners and businessmen in NBA history. And just a Los, Los Angeles stick man. Jerry Buss was about that stick man life. He was, yo, Jerry Buss was putting it down. And Jeannie Buss, apparently, she trumps all those motherfuckers. Even my main man, Magic, Palinka, and LeBron. You're making leaks? Yo, I run this team. I'm the one who got the rings and things. I got the trophies. I got the jerseys. I got the Elgin Baylor, Jamal Wilkes, Norm Nixon uniforms in my crib. This is my team. This is my arena. You don't like it? We'll fucking trade you too. So I'm glad. And that's the way more of these teams need to be running their operations all the leakers, get the fuck, fire people. Do it the way De Niro did it in um, that movie, The Untouchables. Do it in front of the whole organization. You know that movie, Untouchables? Robert De Niro played Al Capone, Kevin Costner. You know what I'm talking about? When they're at the table and he beats him over the head with the baseball bat because the guy was giving information. I'm not saying you beat him over the head with the baseball. You bring everybody that has to do with the Knicks, everybody that has to go into the Lakers. This asshole right here. Hey, fucko, you called Wojciechowski, didn't you? Yeah, you called Rachel Nichols, didn't you? Yeah, you. Yeah, here's the emails, here's the text. You're fired, asshole. Make an example, these cocksuckers. Play that clip, Miles. What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. A man, a man stands alone at a plate. This is the time for what? For individual achievement. There he stands alone. But in the field, what? Part of a team. Looks, throws, catches, hustles, part of one big team. Bats himself to live long day, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and so on. <laughs> this team don't field, what is he? You follow me? No one. 
Sunny Day stands up full of fans. What does he have to say? I'm going out there for myself. <laughs> but I get nowhere unless the team wins. Team. That's how you got to do shit. Like the Giants. Holy shit. Mm. Sorry, I'm drinking a little ginger ale. Holy shit, the Giants traded Odell Beckham in the darkness of the night. Now, I have been on record talking about uh, uh, my love and frustrations for Odell Beckham. And, uh, uh, um, you know, I wish we would have kept him. But I, I understand why he wasn't happy there. Listen, this guy, I think he's 26 years old, 25 years old. Um, he's a fucking stallion. He's a Ferrari. He's like a yellow Ferrari or a purple Ferrari or a cherry red Ferrari. He wants to let loose on the 405 freeway. He wants to shine. And as much as I love Eli Manning, Eli Manning cannot drive that Ferrari. Eli Manning can't get that Ferrari going 85, 100, 120. Now, I don't like fast driving cars uh, in terms of, you know, I don't believe in that. I think it's very, very uh, dangerous to do. But you know what I'm saying? Odell wants to go 110 on the fucking freeway. I want to go down the fucking sideline. I want a motherfucker throwing me the ball. I want the, the wind in my curly, bleach blonde locks. And I want to do a one-handed catch every fucking weekend. And I get it. I don't believe in throwing quarterbacks and teammates under the bus in any sport. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think it, it's good. I think it's detrimental. And we all know uh, Odell has been a fucking baby and, and, and just done antic after antics. But, yo, if I'm 26 and I've had injuries, he knows. He's not stupid. Yo, you only get to do this for a few years. And now that he's with Baker Mayfield, as much as I can't stand Cleveland sports, I feel bad for them. I pity them. Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, and Joku, Nick Chubb. Yo, that's going to be the greatest show on turf. To me, that's reminding me of the Miami Heat Big Three. That's must-watch TV next season. <laughs> And as much of a shithole as Cleveland is, and you're never going to be uh, as sexy and as fly and as dope, and the parties, and the stardom that Eli, uh, Odell Beckham had in New York, that ain't never going to happen on your best night in Cleveland, Duke. And after the first or second week in Cleveland in September, the rain and the cold, the cold comes early out in that motherfucker. You know all the, the, the billboards on Fifth Avenue and the Head and Shoulders commercial? That's going to dip. That is going to dip. But as a football player, I understand why Odell was like, yo, I, I only got three, four, five years of this shit where I'm, where I'm really, you know, physically able to do what I can do now, which is be a fucking Ferrari, be, be a, a, a purple-haired, you know, he dyed his hair purple at one point. He's got those fucking blinded and be just a motherfucking star on the football field. So I get it. And, and the reason why I brought up the Odell trade, beside the fact that it was a big deal, is that it just happened. Adam Schefter didn't know. Ian Rappaport didn't know. It was just announced. And that's the way more sports deals need to be made. That fuck Ian Rappaport. Last week he announced, oh, Antonio Brown, it looks like he's going to the Buffalo Bills. That's that. Now nah, you were wrong, asshole. Uh, you were wrong. I love Schefter. So a great piece on Adam Schefter. Great guy. Uh, uh, and he, he doesn't seem like his whole life is dependent on gossip. But these, these fucking Wojciechowskis and these gossip guys that their whole life is gaining information for their betterment. If I'm a GM, I'm like, why am I telling uh, Wojciechowski or uh, uh, Ian Rappaport my business and it could possibly jeopardize my business? When the trade is done, we'll announce it. Fuck am I giving you this stuff so you could get a $50,000 bonus at the end of the year? You, you, you breaking me off? Like Felicity Huffman, you ain't breaking me off. Fuck these guys. Listen, I'm sad to see Odell Beckham go. I've ranted about him. Um, the Giants need a quarterback. And if they, we just signed Golden Tate, who's another good player. He, he's not a big play guy like uh, Odell. 
uh, he's more slotty. Uh, and I think, oh, you know, Eli will be able to feed him a little bit. But the fact that the, the nine New York Giants are starting the season next year, unless something big happens with Eli Manning again, I, I don't know how much I could take. I, I don't know how much more this shit I could take where we just, we just lose and lose and lose and, and the Knicks and, you know, we, we need something good to happen for New York sports. And, I, and I'm not a baseball dude. Uh, as we all know, but we need something good to happen with the Giants and the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. We we deserve it. And the Jets, we got Le'Veon Bell. That's great. But the fuck, man? Uh, I don't know. I, I need those parades. I need those rings and things. You know what I mean? That mediocrity, uh, that ain't for me. I am Rappaport Podcast. What else is going on? Fucking juicy Jesse Somley. This fucking guy. Yo, this dude's stupider than I thought. Juicy Jesse Somle showed up to court today. This fucking guy uh, with all the, the, the charges that he has could possibly, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But with all the charges added up, if they, were, if they were all given to him in the max sentence, he could do 64 years in jail. I don't expect that to happen. This fucking clown showed up to court today all indignant and all like highfalutin, like, you know, like he's been done wrong. And uh, I found the cure for cancer and somebody stole my cure for cancer and showed up in court and pleaded not guilty. Duke, you're guilty, Duke. And, and I'll say this, if somehow, some way it's proven that you're not guilty and you're somehow, some way a victim in all this, that'll be the greatest comeback story ever since North Carolina State beat the Houston Rockets with Jim Valvano. In the NCAA tournament, but I just do not see that happening. The writing is on the wall. You're faking jacks, Juicy Jesse. And, and you're walking around like something has been done to you. You had the whole nation, particularly the city of Chicago, scanning and, and watching videotape after videotape after videotape of this alleged attack. There's nothing on the videotape. Not a fucking thing. You're guilty, Juicy Jesse. Stop faking jacks. Cop a plea. Do three months in jail, community service, pay the fine, go to a mental institution, okay? And then come back. Because otherwise, you're, yo, you're looking at real time, B. You're looking at real fucking prison time, Juicy Jesse. You're not the gay Tupac. You're not even the fake Gay Tupac. You're not even the real Juicy Jesse Somley. You're just a jack-faking motherfucker seeking attention. This is all that fire festival. I'm going to get my kids into the school uh, by any means necessary. Yo, not everybody is, is that dude. Not everybody is a, is a, a century a game-changing, once-in-a-lifetime person, and not everybody needs to be. What else? This happened in Staten Island. Staten Island, which is... Uh, uh, Staten Island is like the Cleveland of the five boroughs. Like, there's nothing going on in Staten Island. But Staten Island, Staten Island has historically been a place where mobsters have lived. Uh, the Gotties. Uh, this mobster, that mobster, uh, they filmed uh, some of the Godfather out there because of this. Uh, the, the Michael Corleone house, the Corleone compound that was in the Godfather and the Godfather uh, Part 2 uh, uh, were shot out there in Staten Island. Well, apparently the mob is, is on and popping uh, uh, out uh, in Staten Island still and in New York City because last night at 9 p.m., uh, Francesco Frankie Boy Cali, the uh, mob boss of the notorious, infamous Gambino crime family, was killed, shot six times right outside of his home at 9 p.m. A blue pickup truck was was uh, leaving the scene shortly. Uh, this, that, and the other. Uh, Cali has been in and out of jail. There's been indictments against this guy. Apparently, he's done a lot of things about a lot of things, and I ain't saying any of it because I don't want anybody, anybody coming after me. But this was uh, the first shooting 
of a crime boss in New York City uh, since they whacked Paulie Castellano at the steakhouse. I think it was Sparks Steakhouse in 85. So uh, we might be ready for uh, uh, to hit the mattresses, as they said in The Godfather, anytime soon. Because people haven't gotten whacked like this since the 80s. And of course, in the 70s, it was on and popping. Uh, finally, on this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I want to, uh, and I want everybody to celebrate uh, this weekend uh, the birthday of the late, great, Sean Price. Um, you know, I've talked about him a lot on the podcast. It's crazy because he had discussed being on the podcast. We just never got him on. Sean Price, the MC, the Brooklyn MC, um, one of a kind, shit talking MC, uh, could rhyme for days, could rhyme over any beats. Uh, uh, he still has a bunch of music because he would just make music because it was just in him and it was easy and it came easy. And he had such a great sense of humor with his music. And his puns and so witty, but so street, so much gangster shit, but so many different, um, just, just, a, just a good sense of humor and a good dude. Uh, and he passed away way too soon. Um, and I like to celebrate the life, uh, uh, not the death. So uh, this weekend, uh, play a little Sean Price. Uh, let me get a little bit of uh, uh, that Sean Price right now, uh, Miles. Let me get some of that straight music uh, that was produced by Ninth Wonder. Uh, to take me out of here. Uh, so we'll, we'll go out of here on a little Sean Price. This is straight music uh, by Sean Price, produced by Ninth Wonder. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You know what it is. Uh, you know where to find us. And uh, that's it. We're done. Stuck in the jam. Why you want to fuck with me, fam? I'm trying to live a square life. You want to fuck up my plan. I'm the robust fucker. I throw you under a van. Throw the van in reverse and then I do it again. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, the man with the sketch also Two turntables, detected a touch torso uh, Nigga thinking that the family sweet Run up on rock and get beat with hands and feet Nigga, Kimbo slicing a slice of Jim Kelly Fingo popping and empty your thin belly Fuck being humble, I'm better than everybody Melancholy niggas get hit with a heavy shotty uh, Dumb fuckers don't know how the rules go Young pups can't fuck with the cool job you bark better than you bite. Yeah, I bark when I'm better when I fight. Some of the nicest nigga in the game is friends. If I do a song with him, then the friendship will end. Saw a loser, spitting the raw, ignore rumors. That nigga's frauds like John Claude and Broad Bloomers. East Coast niggas, West Coast niggas. I eat most niggas with the sketch close, nigga. I make you mad, you living. Fucking with Sean Franks, that's a bad decision. I was once fucked up from the ash, I risen. A lot of fights almost got slashed in prison. I had money on my head, you can ask my Evan. This rap is an actual fact that's written. I will fuck a nigga up, but if cash is given, I will split a nigga head, call it bad division. I, I dismember your memory holes, dedicate this to Timothy Stone. Brr. 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 Brr.